If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Game Dev Unchained, the number one game development podcast about game development and the lifestyle thereof. I am your host, as always, Brandon Pham. And with me, a returning and monthly guest, Ray Graham. How you doing, dude? So what's up? I'm here. What's up? How you doing? You're here, so the party getting started. All right, man, we're out of the woods. <laughs> I got my drink. You know, I got my drink for the party right here. Got it. <laughs> This is the this is how all parties were for the last year and a half. <laughs> oh. But uh we're at, almost out of the woods. I mean, I have friends, you have friends. Uh I have my first shot of the vaccine. I don't know you're there yet. I I have I have had my first shot of the vaccine and I get my my second shot at the end end of the month. I got you beat there. I'm getting mine very soon, like next oh, week. Nice. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, it just just means that they care about me more to kind of further the human race. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I like I heard about the the privileged getting early vaccine shots. So uh, I, figured, I figured you'd get some. <laughs> yeah, man. Of course, man. If you want to keep the world going, the most important people gotta gotta do it. The movers. <laughs> But uh, I'm just glad, dude. It seems it feels real. Uh, the fams uh, went from zero to 100 pretty fast. <laughs> My yeah. family yeah. all got the Johnson & Johnson. I got the visor, so I'm the only one that uh, has to wait for the second shot. Nice. So they're one and done. No blood clots. So it was right <laughs> before that whole thing happened. But uh, it was cool, man. It was nice to kind of like saw some friends in L.A., went to a museum. Didn't go as hard but at least considering how little we did that past year we went we went pretty hard we went ham we ate ramen in a restaurant for the first time for a okay. year <laughs> outside Dude, been, of course I've, I've gone i've i've been going to the restaurant like, i've been doing not been going but i've been to a restaurant outdoors yeah twice irresponsible. twice irresponsible. twice twice i think but it was kind of great uh to kind of do that and feel nice and normal again uh really appreciate it and i I think um what's funny uh game dev related is you you're starting to see a lot of these companies doing like a full reversal i think you you kind of like uh we're hinting at this (laughs) where these companies like yeah remote all the time forever right and then as soon as like the vaccine started to take up they were like, no, yeah, everyone back in the back. office, special case <laughs> scenario, you know, you know, if you have special reasons. Yeah. Uh, and what's funny is a lot of people have left, you know, their, their, their city, uh, some even permanently moved uh, and, and are li- loving that life. Uh, so there's, there seems to be like a slow return back in the office, but definitely it seems like most companies want people back in the office. Uh, unfortunately, 
a little hybrid here and there, but I think the majority of the big companies want people back in their office. Uh, are you hearing about the same? I haven't heard anything like that from from the actual companies themselves. I just know what what you know my company's doing, and you know it's yeah. kind of a also kind of taking a hybrid kind of a, a hybrid approach where it's like you know um, some people are really digging working at home, and so. so Maybe maybe we should give people the option to continue doing that, right? And then other times, you know, sometimes you do want it face to face, or you do want human contact. You do want to be in the office and talk to people. And so, you know, coming up with ways of doing a hybrid approach, like a lot of people are starting to think about that right now. Um, but I haven't heard I haven't heard anything about what the what the video game companies are doing like currently. Yeah, I think it's mostly been Google who did like a major. Uh, mm-hmm. Return re- I, reversal. I think Facebook is kind of doing the same thing. The game division, thought, at least on I, that side. Oh, uh, I thought Facebook was like you can work wherever you want, and we got you. Yeah. Well, at least I heard for the Oculus team, it wasn't the same. Yeah. Like they were, uh, they're trying to roll everyone back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because game development's hard, man. It's really tough. Uh, <laughs> really, really. <laughs> really hard not to be around people and, and do the things yeah. that we do. And uh, although there are uh, infrastructures in place, like we said before, that's going to be very good for people who are talented that has this access without having to move. So I think it's still there. Uh, regardless, uh, I do want to jump into this month's roundtable news. <laughs> So, uh, Ready Player One Fortnite, right? That seems to be one of the most exciting things that I've heard. And it makes sense, right? I mean, in terms of Epic, they have Fortnite going. They're going strong. What is the next thing, right? It's been dwindling for the past couple of years, month to month, right? Uh, fighting Apple and, and, and spending money. So, what are your feels about this? Have you heard about this metaverse, this world that they're trying to build and, and securing... Uh, this is the exclusive. Let me actually. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Have I heard about the metaverse? Now, <laughs> many times. I was under, unless I was under a rock, <laughs> I would have not have heard of like every single company right now is trying to create a metaverse. Right? Yeah, but for real, so. um, <laughs> who's no, closest? No, no, no. Yeah. Well, no. Every company is literally trying to make a metaverse, right? Like, of course. Right now, like right now, everybody saw Roblox and they're like, "Oh, word." Right. And, and they're and they're trying to, to capitalize on that. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Epic is in Epic's in there with Fortnite. Um, Metacore Games just did a big launch of core on the Epic Game Store. And it's actually built on Unreal Engine. So that's pretty interesting um, that their metaverse is also, um, you know, you can mess around and, and, uh, and download it right now off of the Epic Game Store um, as of like literally today. Right. So, um, yeah. So like everybody's trying to get in on the action and there's more players, there's more players coming into that. Like everybody's like, Oh wait, is this a, a, yet another model to do free to play, have microtransactions, games as a service and, and also enable creators, right? Like there's games before that, like little big planet, Minecraft that were empowering the creators. And, and so now everybody, it seems like I'm hearing more and more, about more um, companies rushing to to create this this metaverse, right? Yeah, and can I include people in? Core's um, 
uh, well, I mean, I like through Game School Online, we did like a partnership last year. We did the like, Game Chance. So I know the people at Core. Yeah. And yeah. back then, you know, they had like good venture funding. So they were well funded at that time. Now they're super funded since the pandemic. Well, they, got, they, they just they got, got so money. Yeah, they, got, yeah. they got way more money yeah. than the first time I talked to them in the past yeah. year. So kudos to those guys. Yeah. Uh, and of course, like you said, it's built off of Unreal. And so they have a closer relationship with Epic. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. uh, if if that turns into an acquirement at some point uh because that's what epic's been doing man they've been buying anybody that has any traction lately and well, you you're the latest the latest news um sony was one of many investors yeah another another how much million dollars came into into oh, epic well here we uh, go i got you fund, right here yeah to fund the metaverse right to fund like because you know they got fall guys they have Fortnite uh, and uh, something else they mentioned. I can't remember now. Yeah. Uh, so there's these three games, and they want That's to right. basically turn these things into games as a service, huge connected universe, user generated content. They have solid IP. Like yeah, like like they're they're going all in on it. For sure. Yeah. What I love about Ready Player One is um, it, it really did. The, the game industry a, a, a great service like a lot of times when games are portrayed it's basically someone in their uh closet uh doing like a very <laughs> very uh like generalization of what games are right so to game developers that doesn't fall but like ready player one was actually inspirational i was like wow this world would be totally around the corner uh mm-hmm. where people can actually live like second life right and and do all the rbg things to the max level which is very realized right and and so to me the metaverse hasn't been realized to that respect of course we see roadblocks we see core um they're both kind of a little different uh they're still server based and it's very uh separate right little room still right i mean technology has limitations you know of course (laughs) of course of course let's just be real but in terms of game design it isn't there yet you're where you're one person and you're basically if you if you were to recreate ready player one right now you're that same character rpg character and you're jumping from little city servers to another and interacting there hasn't been a game to that level of detail um it's basically cyberpunk as if everyone on the street is somebody right not just a, a npc sure so yeah, with the epic support from Sony, uh, I didn't know they had a relationship that strong. Um, as part of that, $1 billion uh, to support this long-term vision for this metaverse. And yeah, I mean, if anything, they are planning something big. They, they bought the Fall Guys uh, parent company, but really yeah. it's Fall Guys, right? And, uh, and Encore is getting a lot of steam right now. Uh, Fortnite is still strong, even though it's lower, it's still over a hundred million plus every month. Yeah. So it's not really that low. Um, (laughs) it's pretty exciting because I think they are in that. All right. With respect to your company, you guys are there, uh, to, to actually do something. I, I really do think it's, it's gotta be the Titans that actually make this ready player one. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be indie. I'm sorry, dude, but it's not gonna be indie. Not to this level, right? You might have like a breadcrumb of an idea, but you're not gonna be fully realizing, right? It'll be <laughs> epic or someone else taking that formula and like 
times a thousand or a million, right? So this past year, man, I've just been seeing Rocket League. We forgot Rocket League too. I mean, they bought that recently too. Um, it could be something very minor steps of connecting, like he said, these little worlds, these licenses, and being able to carry uh, uh, the same account from Rocket League to Fall Guys to Fortnite, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, the the third one I couldn't remember was actually was actually Rocket League. Um, so huge, yeah. huge games, yeah. uh, especially yeah. during the pandemic. These are huge, productive uh, games as a service winners. Um, yeah, and you know that's just the game side, right? I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about how they spent over three hundred million dollars last year as part of their like publication uh, of news uh, on the Epic Game Store for exclusive. All those free games that you would get tagged on, and we just download and never touch again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that costs three hundred million dollars, and uh, of Tim, of course, <laughs> and Tim Sweeney was happy about it. Like he was so happy. Of course, happy. Of course, course. it's a winner. <laughs> uh, I do think that it slowed down a bit. Right? I don't really. I don't think there's been that much free games lately, or as big. No, no. There's 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 more free games. There's, there's two, more free games there's, now. There's so they're still going years. strong. Yeah. So they're going two years, six hundred million. Okay. Yeah. It's like well, how like, how do you feel? Like, like is it, that it's working? Like this, yeah. no, it's like this, right? It's it's a strategy to gain users, right? Yeah. It's a, it's it's an investment in gaining users, and if you have a huge cash cow pouring in, you got investor money coming pouring in to even build an even bigger cash cow. Um, like it makes sense. It makes sense to, to get more users into your platform because at the end of the day, right? The Epic Game Store, yeah, you're gonna sell games and all that. But it's it's a platform, like everything's connected, right? Fortnite's gonna be connected to that. Um, it's the same tool that you use to download um, Unreal Engine, right? So yeah. it's a it's a platform they're building around everything, and and it's well worth the investment. If if then you get those folks connected to the Fortnite metaverse, the the Rocket League metaverse, and you get them microtransactions, and you'll get even more money in return as you grow that user base. Um, it's yeah, it's you know you gotta spend money to make money, right? That that's that's kind of the strategy there, I think. Yeah, the lifetime value is something like mobile uh, companies are very used to, right? Uh, just getting someone into your system, and it's uh, it's a very valuable thing to kind of realize the connection between uh, from from gamer to game developer, right? I, I think everybody who is a game developer <laughs> started as gamers. And I think uh, what Epic is doing with this strategy is very smart, man. You're already in the Epic launcher and you're just a click away from becoming a game developer uh, at age 12, right? Yeah. So it's very smart. And you're basically having like a lifelong loyal customer from beginning to end uh, that's right. continuously going to can uh, spread the word, uh, the love of the games, as well as the tools uh, to make the games. It's very smart and uh, didn't realize they were that smart. <laughs> like, it, I mean, obviously they're epic, right? They've been making hits forever, but I mm-hmm. felt like there was a low moment between Gears and uh, Paragon <laughs> where the company was lost for a while, right? Uh, yeah. In the period, in the period of Unreal Engine three, especially, a lot of uh, long time AAA game developers were 
going for their own engine instead. And there was a big period of opting out of using Unreal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that is still the situation today, right? All the biggest yeah. games, all the biggest games use custom engines, right? And the only big game that doesn't is is Fortnite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, yes, like that's still the case today, right? But then they 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 got a really big money maker with Fortnite, or a big hit there, and are able to, and it's and I think it's clear through like this metaverse focus. You know, they're still focused on the engine and, and still focus on film and virtual production and, and like making and enabling enabling creators and all of that, right? But there there's less focus on the the risky proposition of of like making video games, right? Like it's all about let's create a platform yeah. that we can that we can monetize, right? So yeah. Well mark my word, they're probably gonna buy core within the <laughs> Within the year. Oh, what? One, one. Why do they have to? Yeah. Right. Why do they have to? Why do they have to by core? Right. If, if like, like, why? Because it's Roblox, and look at Roblox. But I mean, they're already building the Fortnite creators thing, metaverse, and they just got new investment to focus on their IP. So why do they need core? So explain, explain me the metaverse. So the, is the metaverse like a content creator thing? Or I thought it was yeah, more like yeah. game focus. Well, it, it's yeah. be, like this definitely how you think about it, right? Like yeah. people create a bunch of games and then you create like a kind of a connected environment where you could go in and play these different types of games that people make, right? Or that are made by the dev teams themselves. And then you monetize. Oh, that's core, you monetize yeah. yeah. And yeah, like I... I don't see how they need core if they're focused on Fortnite and all the other things. I will say this. Um, I I'm worried. I'm actually worried a bit because, because it's like, yeah, like why core is built on top of unreal engine. Unreal's going to be doing something very similar. Like, like what? Like it, I don't know how, how those two things can coexist. Right. I'll tell you this. Um, they are all in to Fortnite. Their team majority, majorly are 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 kind of the be- their best content creators of that company is working on Fortnite, right? No doubt about that. And then there's a secondary tier that's that's teaching it, right? And I mean, so I think some of their content creators are also working on the the next things like the movies and the right, 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 sure. But like, yeah, I mean, obviously internally they're always looking to upgrade and make the best stuff for the tools. But there's been like on a hiring spree of acquiring talent and tools and technology to to make them stronger. Yeah. So in that way, to kind of have this boost where core have been having such a great traction and, and uh, customer acquisition, right? Yeah. They might just go ahead and let's not start from scratch, start from where this is, whatever they're doing is working and just balance it. So I, I still think that relationship, because they're still super friendly about it, right? I don't, I don't foresee like a PUBG scenario where <laughs> they just take support what? them for this long and then take, right? I think they're well, uh, mature they're since. Quiet. Yeah. Ever, ever since then, like, I don't yeah. know if I would be as trusting. <laughs> I feel yeah. like they're more giving. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you might be, yeah, you might be right. It might just be like, um, they're definitely getting all the love on, on the Epic game yeah. store right now. Right. Um, so, yeah. Like, yeah, you could be right about that. Sure. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's very smart for them to do that. I think, oh man, should have been on the ground floor with this guys. 
<laughs> yeah. Yo, we got bought by Epic. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. They're doing a lot of moves. I mean, we, we talked about their game. They're talking about their metaverse, you know, more another billion dollars. Um, uh, the one thing I do want to talk about and uh, I want to get your thoughts on, and this is more artist central, but being a programmer and a graphic engineer, right? Like, I would love to kind of hear your thoughts about the meta human thing yeah it looks great period right. and like next next topic it looks fantastic <laughs> <laughs> it looks too good right no like, uh, it, yeah. it looks fantastic like the um what they're promising like like actually the the, the graphic fidelity part of it is one thing um you know and they've been doing hair shading for a while and and strand simulation and all that stuff and that stuff looks great yeah but um but really what they're promising around like um ml ml guided rigging seems like a little bit too good to be true there right like it seems like like that would be that's that's game changing right that's game changing for for content creators because like the rigging rigging is time is time is time intensive yeah and and the rigging has a big part to do with um, the quality of the facial animation that you're seeing there, right? Yeah. And the thing about rigging and anything technical is it's it's there's a very methodical way of approaching it. So I can see it. Like a lot of games have this, um, and, and a lot of programs uh, kind of thrive. Like Character Creator, kind of making use of the you know Elder Scrolls, create your own avatar type of thing. It's like so it's <laughs> been in in yeah I know, but it, like the technique and the thoughts behind creating a character from scratch has been in the making for a long time. To officialize yeah. it in this way uh, gives a lot of power. It's the same moves that you saw with MoCat with animation, the photo uh, with environment. Right now it's meta human it, it's like yeah. all the discipline gets a turn basically but 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 it's not even just that like with photogrammetry uh you needed expensive equipment and it was just, it was still time get a library yeah right you need to build the library up right and and with some other things it's still like you need this expensive equipment yeah. uh like what this is claiming is like yo just take your model drop it in like i will rig it like you know um i like like that that seems almost too good to be true, almost right. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, I re- I really want some folks to start messing around with it with their own models and and, and like what is the actual process uh, if you brought brought in a completely brand new model into this, like like how is how easy is it really? And if it's like super simple, like like how it's kind of making it out to be, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's huge. That's that's a big advantage. Yeah, man. It, it just. Uh amps up all games with realistic characters really yeah but like at the same time right like this fidelity is fantastic like this is like super 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 high fidelity right but yeah this is um 80 really percent of the games are, are nowhere near this yeah right that, yeah, that's and, the, the impressive and, and even yeah and even if and even if um somebody was like oh yeah i want super like at this level right yeah. Um, they still have to be able to create the rest of the environment at that same kind of fidelity, mm-hmm. which is time consuming and takes money. You know what I mean? And talent. Well, not if you're at Epic because you got mega scans <laughs> <laughs> and now you have meta human. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like they're, they're clearly leading on, like, how do you create high fidelity things as, as easy as possible? As quickly as possible. Uh, as, yeah. quickly as, as quickly as possible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting, man. Like, you know, any console jump uh, within the first year and a year and a half, you kind of hear like a little bit of the same thing. And then right around this time frame, you know, coincidentally, right after the pandemic, where we're starting to see like, all right, this is really what next gen is about or this current gen, right? This is what yeah. we've been promising. So we're seeing all these uh, tools and awesome things yeah. being realized. Yeah. Well, a, f- a friend of mine always says the same thing. He's like, show me, show me the games. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I want to see what we actually end up building with this. Yeah. Stuff, you know? I mean, this already, you know, imagine that whole pipeline uh, well, in I the mean, hands of a, uh, yeah, person. Yeah, I mean, a pipeline's one thing, demos are one thing. Yeah, a video game is another thing. Yeah, does this work? And that's what I want to see, right? Like a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right around the corner, man. It seems to be cool. <laughs> it's cool. Actually, it's not just right around the corner because the, the what is it? The early access drops again today, or was mm-hmm. it yesterday? So you can download it and actually start messing around. Yeah, it's it's happening. It's happening right now. Well, next topic, right? Um, You know, by now, most have finished Cyberpunk. Most have kind of um, buried buried the hatchet with those issues. No, they have not. Because the patch patch literally just came out like last week. Right. So so I haven't tried it. And I was kind of waiting for that patch to play with it again. I mean, I was on PC. I didn't see too much of the issues, but... Oh, I didn't no, get far there. Issues. There's tons of issues on PC. All right. I didn't really? get far really? enough, basically. So uh, the patch came out last week. And even then, I had heard of issues uh, of uh, being hacked, right? I mean, unfortunately, they were hacked, <laughs> got messed with. Uh, so that delayed things even further. Um, but regardless of all that drama, uh, Cedar Project is hitting record revenue for 2020, of course, right? Uh, course. Even with all those Sony returns yep. and all, digital online, they're, they're doing yep. just fine. Right. I don't think one, I don't think Xbox returned anything. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then also, also like PC sales, like, man, you know, you know, that game sold to like almost everybody. So right. like record, record revenue is not surprising at all here. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. Yeah. 500 million 560 million revenue 300 million profit that's uh that's great <laughs> i mean that company is not even that big right cd project red they're not in the thousands are they in terms of uh their internal core team they, they seem like a 300 300 oh, yeah. ish uh, i think it might be out. more than that but right. i think it might be more than that but still Damn, yeah. they've grown but that that comes to show you why the why the CEO is not that stressed, right? Even if they did apology videos saying like, "Hey, calm down, we we did everything wrong." They're looking at their bank account all year. It's like, "Hey, we're killing it this year with all these mistakes." Um, do you feel that that uh, is something to always fall back on, like? we always have another chance. Uh, we just got to kind of hang on with this bad press for a little bit, or you see most no. of this. 
Because even then, like you remember, right? Everybody who was analyzing the situation, like CD Project Red would never recover from this. The reputation's ruined forever. Uh, there's no yeah, point. I, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's true. I mm-hmm. I, I think um, you know once bitten twice shy, right? I think this go around, yeah, it's going to be record revenues, but the the next game may not be that. You know, it may it may sell still sell well, and it might still be fine. But I don't think the next game is going to be um met with such bated breath right mm-hmm. because now it's like oh okay because and the reason the whole reason why cyberpunk was, was met with such bated breath is because like witcher 3 man is a good game but it was a bad game first like, like it, it had it, bugs no witcher, witcher 3 had bugs and issues of course right took time to fix it yeah it was a good game with right? bugs. even even yeah. when it came out right and right. and uh and I think the the hype that was generated for Cyberpunk was just pretty unsurmountable. I also think I also think really um, the next gen transition played a big part in that. Yeah, because they made a game, they made a next gen game. Yeah, and yeah, try to try to squeeze it onto a PS4, and they were like, "Oh wait, can't do that." You know what I mean? Uh, they're like, oh, that's actually pretty hard. And it's it, like you know, and and so I, I think all those things kind of kind of play a part in that. You know what I mean? Like, which stuff, is yeah. a good game. Which is a good game, and I, and I, I mean, in, in that class of game too. Like, there's there's I think it's probably the best game in that class. Like, the, it's just a good game, and so the hype was well warranted. And even when you look at Cyberpunk, like a lot of the parts of Cyberpunk uh, that are like that, it's. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that's kind of similar to Witcher Three, that stuff is good, man. Yeah, I mean, despite the bad press they had last year, I mean, the year before with the Witcher on Netflix show coming out, it was a badass show that I even liked. Uh, it it uh, reinvigorated a lot of people to check out the games, and so they got a huge boost off of that too. Um, so financially, the last two years, without looking at the press, they've been doing really well um, yeah. for for a, a blossoming company uh, just a few years ago, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad. I the, the unfortunate problem is that you, you you would hear a lot of departures, you know, and. It's just that all that stress that causes nobody really sticks around until after the bonus payout. So <laughs> even though even though they have the reputation, uh, but the people that built that reputation, you're 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 basically having a new team again. And um, I, I don't think uh, besides game developers, uh, a lot of gamers know that, right? It's, you know, so you're basically. <laughs> If there's Cyberpunk two or anything, it's it's skeleton. I don't no, I don't think gamers know that at all. Actually, yeah, and it's it's so they're going to continue buying, but they know the brand. They know the brand, and they don't know that the dev team is completely different. Yeah, there's a disconnect for sure. Um, And whenever a big company like this does something like this, it kind of uh, spills over to any other company. And AAA, I feel like. not as bad as a couple years ago, but still pretty bad in most gamers' minds of being rip, ripping off. Uh, they're sixty dollars, right? Not not enough games have been out day one 
bug free and, and fantastic. It's more like, I mean, ever since, ever since like we could start downloading patches, yeah. uh, the day with the day one patches is, 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 is life at this point. Right. Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's no games releasing bug free day one anymore. Yeah, man. I still remember the day when we were like shipping call of duty, empty discs, telling everyone to download. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is this is the thing now. It's like, what's the point yeah, of this? Yeah, nostalgia. I don't know. <laughs> no, and, and uh, back to that thing too. It's like, um, this, I was going to say something about cyberpunk. Oh yeah, about the brand. Like, um, even some game developers don't know because, like, I remember way back when uh, Visceral Games announced their next game, right? Yeah. Dante's Dante's Inferno, and then everybody was like super excited about. Dante's Inferno, and I was just like, "Why?" And they're like, "Oh, it's visceral. Yeah. visceral. Yeah. Dead Dead Space is gonna be was so dope, and it's visceral, so it's gonna be this one's gonna be dope too." And I was like, "Man, that's a completely different team. Like, it's not the same team. Like, it's, there's no way it's gonna be, you know." So, so like, uh, branding works, turns out, right? And, and it will it will always work. So, yeah. Well, uh, that kind of leads me to uh, this next bit of news. So this got to happen right after we did the last roundtable uh, news episode. Our, our my, my good old buddy, my good friend, Bobby Kotick. Uh, every year it seems around the first quarter financial. Uh, everyone just gets upset with this guy. Uh, I don't that's know why. Bud. That's, that's my bud. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Dude, I did I tell you that I, I've met uh he came to Sledge yeah. once, of course, right? He came to Sledge uh, once. Man. I'm gonna put it out there. You know, uh, you're never gonna work for Activision ever again, you know that, right? <laughs> he never listens to this. And if you listen to this, then I made it, buddy. But like <laughs> uh yeah, Kodak came to the office, uh, you know, one of those like circuit visits that you know ceos would visit the office just just to kind of uh remind themselves how powerful they are right uh but then yeah you, you stop by sledge and uh my initial impression was like wow this guy's pretty short and uh instantly uh realized he had a napoleon complex and it's like wow that that, that shit is real and <laughs> So there was two people. So there was two people, right? So he he's the main CEO, and then the, there's that um, vice president. Uh, I forgot his name at that time, Eric or something. Who who would do all the like press basically? Whenever there's a new Call of Duty, he would be on stage. He's that guy, right? Yeah. Complete opposite, right? Totally tired, bags under his eye. Every time I see him, he, he dropped by the office a few times. But but Kodak, man, he just looked like he just got off his yacht, had a fresh tan, super relaxed, right? I was like, that's the difference, man. You you, you got to go through that crap to eventually get to that to the yacht. But anyways, yeah, man, like his story was the was the most name dropping I've ever heard in anybody telling me anything. Right. Uh, I don't know if I told you this. Did I tell you this before? He would be, uh, he would do this, right? He would say, Hey, yeah, I was hanging out with my, my friend, Steve, uh, Steve jobs. Right. So he would just do like these like nicknames, first name basis stuff. And it was the first time. And he's like, Hey, Bobby, check, check this out. Take a look at this. And he showed me the first iPhone. And when I first saw it, 
and I was playing with it, I knew that this was going to change the world. And then he followed that up with uh, this one time I was in the office of Nintendo, right, uh, with Miyamoto, right? And he was showing me their next system, and it was the Wii, right? And as I was playing with the nunchucks and moving around with the motion sensors, I knew that this was going to change the world. Like it was like he would just embed himself in these stories behind these brilliant innovations in the game industry as if he had anything to do with it. Right. So I was like, Oh, cool. So that was an hour of that. So, uh, otherwise pretty nice guy, <laughs> but, uh, and what, what else would he do? He would say, he would say like, Oh, you know, when when I uh, did an investment of one company, it was the biggest check I ever written, $100 million. I was like, oh my God, dude, really? The whole time, just braggadocious about his, you know, how much, yeah, we get it, you're rich. And so every year when I see this, it's like, this is why, dude, this guy takes guarantees. He doesn't do that $1 salary, stock options bullshit. I'm sure he has a lot of stocks, but he's like, no, bitch, $200 million in my bank account. See you next well, year, right? No, that that that's the, okay. Let's let's frame it up because I'm I'm reading the actual story here. All right, let's, let's All right. give him some credit. Give him I some also credit. I also talked to also talked to a friend of mine recently, um, and he was big on um, CEO over getting overpaid. Do yeah. CEOs get overpaid? Um, yeah. In general, mm-hmm. yes. Um, is Bobby Kotick the most overpaid? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even say he's the most. He, but he, is he definitely overpaid? Yes. However, he also signed a contract, right? And, and yeah. In his, and in his contract, yep. Um, like if he gets does the stock X price, amount of things, yeah. If, if he gets the stock price to a certain point, like he gets, he gets paid. Gets right? paid. And 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 the the board at Activision, they 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 signed that agreement. And um, the stock price has gone crazy because of because of uh, Warzone, the Pandy and Warzone, yeah, and, and the pandemic, yeah. and and so my man, my man, about to cut this check, um, respect, and, and, <laughs> you know, like that's you know maybe companies should not be signing these kind of crazy ass deals. I, well, the I, board members got pissed. <laughs> that was yeah. one of them. Like, a, like all these accusations of you being overpaid was from the board members. But no, uh, no, here's the no, here's the thing though. Like, board members can't get pissed because the stock price is like triple. And yeah, they they, they, they should too. be happy, <laughs> right? They pay too, right? Who should be pissed? Yeah, it is is the, the people they've laid off in the last couple of years, right? And yeah, that's people, and, that's and the contrast. Yep. And they literally laid off people this year, right? And so, in order to keep the stock price up and keep the revenue flowing, so you know, so that payout payout could be made, they laid off people that have to go look for a job during a pandemic. That is bad. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it happened pretty. Uh, consecutively right after google uh you know uh crack the whip and say why aren't you guys done with that triple a game under two years that's crazy (laughs) i gave you a year and a half even though we 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 discussed five years why is it not done right so that kind of you know as one 
head roll, uh, it, it leads to another. And that was Activision. And yeah, it's been two years in a row where Bobby Kotick has been like rolled into this overpaid or like the most paid CEO in any corporation, right? Uh, I do agree with you, right? This is, uh, I'm not going to Jason Schreier this, right? Saying how this is unfair. It's like there's a contract clearly in place and he got his and it did double. It like uh, $56 to 90, it, 92. It, 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 it tripled. tripled. It tripled. Well, there you go. And honestly, 30, yeah, last oh, year, last, what was last the year, game? Last, no, last year it went from 56 to 92. Yeah. But like in, in 2016, the share price was at 32, man. Yeah, so it's damn near triple. I should have kept it, anyways. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, and to be fair, last year was a huge year uh, of all the battle royales during the pandy. Uh, it was Warzone, Warzone, Warzone. Right? I didn't really hear much of uh, Fortnite, even Apex. Even though Apex, I saw a recent headline. Uh, they recently got 100 million players under two years 100 million players that's impressive that's huge uh, is that, is that respond <laughs> it's amazing but like supposedly they're in like third place right third place is 100 mil so you know that's imagine crazy. what fortnite is and then that's imagine crazy. obviously um what what this game uh warzone i think warzone is probably number one last year it has to be like everybody i knew uh of all ages were talking about warzone so i mean that game still sucks the the PUBG guys gotta be upset oh yeah they're upset like everybody's making all this money well from i heard PUBG is doing really well on mobile right now like that seems to be their main focus right um they still have pc players i don't know who but um they're still making money and they started all this but it's crazy well it's their fault they shouldn't have trusted trusted support to uh hold on to their code and and not look at it (laughs) i would love to see that book one day right the 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 real details and stories between epic and PUBG. Right. I don't think it's discussed enough. Like the only time I actually heard anybody talking about that exact case and how fucked up that was was me on the podcast for like an hour straight. Like I was surprised how underreported it was. Uh I'm surprised I don't see Jason Schreier on that shit. I mean, like, that dude is always causing trouble. Uh speaking of which <laughs> did you have something to add? Because I'm gonna no, transition. I don't remember do your transition. Dude. All right. Well, Jason Schreier, uh, dude is like doing one viral news piece to another. Uh, recently was talking about Sony specifically because they're having a hot year. Uh, the main thing about how they treat their lower tier uh, first party, quote unquote, uh, third party, I would say, uh, companies kind of uh, pushed to the back, right? There was a story that was kind of talked about how Days Gone, they 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 were pitching for the sequel, but now you know they they scrapped it and disbanded basically the group, and now they're doing it uh, internally instead. Uh, same thing goes with The Last of Us Remaster. It was being handled by the San Diego PlayStation Group, which were kind of like the uh, first party outsourcing team for all their uh, last of us and basically all the Sony games Uh, that was taken away from them. 
And uh, the the main angle that was taken in the article with this, I like Jason. I like reading his stuff, but I feel like he knows where he is in this industry as that guy, right? So I think he goes too far that way uh, by by saying that oh they're being unfair to and being. Mm-hmm. You know, mistreatment, right? But in reality, you know, the remastered The Last of Us probably sucked. And that's why it's like, no, we can't <laughs> let you keep it's, doing this. Well, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like this. Like, he's carving out his niche and he wants to stand up for the game developers because, like, Lord knows nobody else is, right? Yeah. One. So he's going to carve out the niche and, and, and make that his thing. And that's a good way of continuing to get paid. Like, cool. Like, cool. Sure. And, and and bringing attention to the issues, although like I'm finding, here's what I'm finding. What are you finding? Is when he brings attention to the issues, all of us game developers read the articles and care. Yeah, I find a lot of the gamers are just kind of like, well, I don't care. Give me my really, game. yeah, really. I'm, I'm, I'm These are going viral just with game devs. I'm finding I'm finding that like I, or at least at least the, the the game the game players that I'm that I'm that I'm have my ear to the street to yeah uh, the vast majority of them are like no nah, I'm good who cares just give me a good game yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true man right? yeah, yeah you know and, and um and and so yeah I, I I guess it's good for all all us game developers to hear the stories and and just nod in, in silent agreement you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, like I don't know how much of a of a needle it's it's moving. Maybe it's helping the game worker unite union. Maybe, um, but yeah, like I I don't know how much of a needle it's moving. Honestly, yeah, I mean my my kind of um, to tie it to the beginning, uh, I, I think uh, the last five years or so, we're we're seeing a huge influx more than ever before from gamers transitioning to game developers, right? So obviously there's a lot more game developers now than, than before, a lot more access, yeah. uh, a lot more talent uh, because the tool is getting easier. And uh, uh, that number is just always growing every day where people are starting to care of what's happening within the industry. So that's always a good thing. Uh, I, I'm at least finding younger people uh, just, you know, uh, listening to the podcast who are more understanding of the issues of the game industry uh, versus us where we're kind of like learning how we're getting fucked <laughs> as we are on the job. <laughs> are, we, are, are we learning at this point? I'm learned at this point. Man. No, no. At this point, we're, we're learned, but we <laughs> learn. We were learning on the job versus people coming sure. into the job knowing. Uh, you know, to be careful. They have, now they have. Now they have news stories. And they have to access to people yeah. like us, to Jason Schreier, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of what we were eight years ago, I see a lot more people who are actually making games and beginners, uh, students especially, a lot more aware. Uh, these are things that I didn't know till like three years in when I'm in a meeting and someone threw me under the bus. It's like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that this was done in the game industry. It's like, you know, well, he's trying to become a lead. So <laughs> that's what happens. Uh very much not prepared in school for that type of thing, but I'm seeing that now, which is good. What does that mean? Well, I mean, that's the future, right? That's the future of a lot of these leads, you know, these students 
who are kind of aware, who are trying to avoid uh, repeating the bad habits and problems. Hopefully that turns into uh, a more healthy type of environment, right? At, at least I, I, it's a very slow uh, change in the direction of, of the needle, but I, I think that is where we're heading. It has to be, right? How many QA assholes that become studio heads uh, are we still making? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're making less and less of that. Uh, where there's like someone has a chip on their shoulder and suddenly becomes a manager, right? I hope so. Uh, I don't know your feeling about that because obviously you're, you've you been in the industry longer than I have uh, from when you started to hear. Uh, do you have a general sense that younger developers have a better awareness of what's going on? I, th- I think so, yeah, because like, through some of the kids I, I mentor or or kids that get presented to me, um, to answer questions or mentor, um, I'm finding a lot of them ask better questions. I heard, I heard there's a lot of like long hours in the industry. Is oh, true, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're asking like these kind of questions about crunch and, and, and the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I put in. And, um, and so like, yeah, they're definitely well, way more well-informed than I was at least when I, when I got right. Cause like, you know, like the internet, right? There's yeah, there, this information is way more available, available um, yeah. these these days. Um, so yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, like uh, even f- like six years ago when I started teaching at these colleges, I was still in the phase of yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to crunch, you're gonna have to prove yourself, uh, you're gonna have to do all this shit that we went through uh, to get to where we are, and, but that that tone has changed. Like if I were to teach in front of students, like you shouldn't take that to, to that extreme, right? You should respect and learn from the seniors, right? Um, not to try to outpace them. Uh, because I, I think seniors more than ever are more valuable now, um, than before. Uh, cause you see something like meta humans, right? As a character artist, you should be scared, <laughs> but in a way, uh, adapt to if you're that guy who's painting eyelashes all the time. Yeah, don't do that anymore. You got to <laughs> you got to take more of a creative role of uh, taking the tools available and, and make things better. Right. Uh, but uh, in that very much same way, uh, I I feel like a lot of studios are, are leaning more heavily on those type of seniors who are less about content creators and, and, and studios are in that way. The core team are, are trying to be smaller, right? At the same time, not expand. And, uh, well, yeah, they want yeah. to make money. money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. But more than ever now than before, uh, I'm seeing that trend where, where seniors and leads are being respected in that way. Because I felt like in the, in the outsourcing <laughs> few years ago, right. Everyone was outsourcing. It was a cheaper alternative. There was a few years there that everyone felt like, uh, if you're inside a studio, at least I felt I had a period where like, oh, I'm not as valued because they can outsource that, right? So I feel like because the tools are getting stronger, everybody are inching closer and closer to being basically like you, man. Like more and more people are like, the more 
of a programmer you can become, even if you're an artist, the better, you know, just becoming a technical artist. Uh, that seems to be the future proofing. Uh, either a concept. They can still, they can still outsource you, Brandon. <laughs> I'm the master of outsourcer now. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I flip that script. Uh, it's true. It's true. This, this thing, man, uh, there's so many tools going on. There's Promethean AI. We were, we had Luis Carell who who worked at Houdini uh, for a long time, uh, a few years, a few episodes ago. And yeah, I mean the industry is moving towards uh, replacing content creating. Procedural uh, generation is becoming more and more and more and more of the thing. Because, mm. As the games get bigger and bigger and bigger, though, right? But I right. still think I still think like if you're gonna make a, a um, a handcrafted, small, stylized, yeah. very stylized, very special thing. You, you still you don't need an army, but you, you need an artist, some care, some love, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're just going to do something very unique, um, that there isn't someone that have created the tool to mass produce that unique stuff. Like if someone were make cuphead right and that's the thing that everyone's replicating there will be a programmer that eventually can make something that can recreate that in a faster pace but like like you said right if it's super unique no one's going to dedicate the time to create a tool like that what's the point right so i mean that's that's the same rule for anybody who's uh, afraid of being replicated through a machine it's like you find that uniqueness uh, find a margin that 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 works for you right uh that's profitable for you but not somehow epic looks at it and say hey we can do something like this but better <laughs> uh i'm gonna watch core man i'm very curious if they're gonna repeat that that history uh i think they're doing it right they're championing it right it's on the epic uh, store they they, mean, they funded it themselves a couple of times too so well, well, well yeah they you know like they started out pretty small slowly built up built up you know, got funding recently. Got a big, big chunk of funding recently. Like, like, yeah, I, I think they're, I think they're going in the right direction. I'm, I'm interested to see how it turns out. I'm interested to see if your, if Epic just snatches them up. I think they go by. Comes true. I'm, I'm interested. Mark my words. This is April fifteenth. I think by December, if Core, uh, well, I mean, it's on the Epic Store, so I'm, 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 I'm betting they're getting a big boost from that in terms mm-hmm. of viewership and, and participation. Uh, this metaverse thing uh, is a huge boost. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if part of the strategy is to see how this Epic Store uh, feature uh, brings it up to a number that makes sense for them to act on it. Right? I think if anything, this is a test. So, uh, and with Roblox going IPO and killing it right now, right? And all that financial information is more and more public. Yeah, Epic wants a piece of that shit. And Core, yeah, Core Day One has been thinking like that and they're ahead of the curve using the very engine that they're championing. Uh, I think it's a perfect marriage. And um, shit, man. <laughs> Dude, this last year, this is what I hear, man. The richer got richer, and the poor uh, got poor. Yeah. yeah, and man, people got filthy rich. I was looking at the billionaire I mean, is that, list. Is, is that yeah. different from any other year? <laughs> <laughs> but this past year, especially, 
all that yeah. wealth got distributed upwards. Uh, well, like like yeah. the the curves, the curves like turned. Yeah, like yeah, the, very the very like big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a, a record numbering of billionaires last year, yeah. uh, and in total. Uh, <laughs> more trillions ever ever in the world history <laughs> was made last year so there you go uh so uh how does that relate to you as an individual as a game developer that's why i think it's important to look at these you know listen to these roundtable news listen to us kind of moan and bitch and, and and give warnings because it is a warning sign uh you know meta human is the future uh every art discipline is going to see this happen to them uh what's what's left visual effects i feel like houdini did that they just need to simplify it <laughs> and they'll get there where visual effects is like a press of a button all right um and lighting same thing all right it's just a matter of time Lighting is harder but there's definitely there's definitely all sorts of ml research going into that yeah there you go right if it's uh can be repeated in numerical form and you throw some stupid ai thing in it yeah just capture information and just recreate it yeah. i mean that's what hdri is so. nothing, nothing replaces the artistic eye you know sometimes you still need that but you're just gonna need less less of that you know what i pictured when you said that just a bum pointing at his glass <laughs> glass eye it's like, all right, you keep that. <laughs> I just made something right now, as you were saying that, uh, way why faster. I, why, why am I over here standing up for artists right now? <laughs> <laughs> because you're in that comfy spot of like being protected forever as a programmer. So you have like this. I don't, know. I don't even know if that's true because then people are saying that machine learning is going to replace programmers. You know, like, so, this is the yeah. problem. This is the problem. Yeah, that's true. This is the problem. This is what I foresee, right? If you, the fucking programmer, one day can say, hey, I can make characters too, right? That's today. <laughs> it's done, dude. It's fucking done. Because you programmers already look down on us, right? Uh, what? And, and every day, every day we're giving you reasons. It's like, yeah, I don't need you, right? Uh, artists can't do the same with programmers. It's like, we do need you. I mean, yeah, we have Blueprint, I'm maybe, real. right? No, I'm going to be real. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout it out there right now. Yeah. Um, I've always said this. I've said this a million times, right? Um, and I learned this lesson over, over the years. Um, a lot of really good looking games, games that look great, games that are fantastic. Yeah. Ship on terrible ass code. Yeah. And it, and it's really, it's really the art that makes that, that stuff shine. Right. hundred percent. Right. And, and, and that's, that's, that's it. Right. And so if there's any notion that, Oh, I'm Mr. Programmer, I'm better than you. I, I got my, I get paid more and I got my, my degrees. Like, yeah. yeah, nah, nah, man. Like, I think it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. Uh, I thought that way too. I've learned that over the years. I thought that too, <laughs> but then Minecraft happened and it completely <laughs> flipped my world. I was like, this is the first of many. This is going to be a day where programmers can just shit on art. And and I see it on Netflix. Like Minecraft, the, the show, it's an art style now. It's like, this is a thing. I think, I think it's just that it's an exception uh, to the rule. Um, I think it's, it's the first of, of many. What, what, what other game? Roblox. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling you, man. There's a trend that's happening upwards Roblox, where Minecraft 
Roblox, Roblox is the ugliest game I've ever seen. No, no, hold on. <laughs> Roblox used to look look much worse, and Roblox has look, gotten a lot better looking over the years, right? It still doesn't look great today, but it's gotten a lot better looking over the years. Yeah, all right. I'm upgraded from crap to shit. Is not much. I'm not. I'm an artist, bro. <laughs> I'm giving you props. It's like a programmer figured this out on his own and said, "I don't care about art," and and been killing it ever since. Like two two times in a row. Like so. Uh, I mean, core. The funny thing about core, core is better. Right? <laughs> it's kind of replicating that. But there is a weird thing about the more detailed, even with Fortnite art style, right? There's a certain threshold, it seems, where automatically if you pick a style, it, it, it just it just max out all the casual players just right then and there. So there's there's this weird balancing act, right? That you constantly have to struggle with as being an artist or uh, design being king, right? Even Fall Guys, right? Fall Guys is not, it's an ugly game, right? <laughs> no, no. It's an ugly game as in the character is not that great, right? It's very simple. The, the courses yeah. are super simple. There's not, art style right and they're, they're starting to figure it out no 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 hold on. Hold they're starting to figure it out no, no, but no, no, it's no, no, not no, a no, traditional no. art style stop stop, yeah. stop 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 yeah this for sure an art style yeah right i would not call it ugly i would definitely call it simple right but i would never call fall guys like this is what i'm comparing to this is this is what i'm comparing to right here's the stuff i always talk about with people right i, I think when i look at art um yeah. i always i always look for a consistent language. Yeah. Right. And if you do that, then at least it, it doesn't look jarring when you see different random stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and definitely fall guys, Fortnite, Pixar movies, all these things, right. All, all have a very consistent art style. Sure. Right? Simple, colorful, playful, enjoyable, like they have, they have that, right? So of course. I would never call it. I would never call it like. What I would call ugly is, is like is uh is like Skyrim, right? Uh, right, but because there was effort in it, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I'm not dismissing Fall Guys as being yeah. like completely ugly, right? But they're like even if you compare Fall Guys to to Fortnite, right? You can tell that one required a lot more research to stay consistent, and the other one was kind of like I'll. I'll keep the values as is and call it a day, right? Like, uh, <laughs> in terms of simple, uh, just to kind of end this, is uh, 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 Nintendo, right? And any of the Nintendo games, right? Those are very simple, stylized, um, not too complicated. But you can tell that there was, like, a certain amount of tension and effort behind that to make it so right so fall guys i don't see that right fall guys like oh you, wow. you modeled something you colored it right and maybe you kept the color they're saying on on the next stage right this is not like heavily researched no no, no. it's a, you, there's it's like it's like it's like that student that that, can, that that study all night to do something and turn it in and the other student that didn't do anything and they got the same grade right this is kind of that situation where you're hating right now That's i'm hating right now but but they're only now discovering 
in in finding their footing uh for fall guys uh, with all the costumes like all right now they're starting to realize it right at the beginning it was design focus this is at least as an artist i can see is like ah oh, i i know when i can turn in half ass work and, and still call it a day because you can you can make things look good by default right uh I love Fall Guys, but they could do better than that. Even if that's the style, right? Not to complicate things, but to push it. There's room to push, right? Uh, If you give it to a different team. Wait, hold up. What's that team like? Three people? Which one? Uh, Fall Guys? Fall Guys, we actually had them on. Started with two guys, and now they're like 60 people. So it's a small team. So wait, so you had them on your show and you're over here hating on them right now. I love the game. It's a fun <laughs> game. But in terms of art, dude, come on. You can't tell. I, I'm not going to give you like that much credit. It's it's a basic gymnasium art. It, it's very easy to do. Like So to I, me, it's not complicated. I never, it's complicated. Claim, I never claim anybody that puts the game in a box easy to do. Never. Never it's easy in terms of art yeah it is it's <laughs> it's very I, quick I, I, to make that it's a I'll very design focused game uh, so i'm not years, taking away from I'll, that i'll never fix my mouth to ever see something like that ever <laughs> not gonna do it <laughs> it's impressive that what they've done right oh, they don't need me to praise but uh we talked for their wallet alone will just like knock you in the face and like yeah they're using their wallets to muffle my my noise right now <laughs> Of saying how their game is not great. I'm just saying art-wise, it's not yeah. that impressive, right? It, you're not seeing that on some kind of uh, a museum as like a, a work of art of, of any sort. I, honestly, I, I think, like like I said, like I think when I see stuff like that, that's like super simple like that, I, I almost think it's harder. Um, I think it's, and it's stylized and it's harder to uh, stylize is hard. Yeah. I'm not arguing yeah, against that, yeah, but I that, mean, that ain't stylized, man. That's like, half. I mean, I mean, when it's like super photorealistic, you just, you go out with like big ass cameras and like capture, take pictures. Yeah. Now you just yeah. like, like how hard, how hard is that? That just costs money and time. It's not exactly hard. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you gotta be careful with that, man. You're starting to sound like the, <laughs> What were those paintings with red dots in the middle of it? <laughs> this is way more complicated than that realist you draw drawing from the 18th century. Right? Sorry, yeah. all right, guys, stop. <laughs> it's beginning to become that way in game development. Just mark my words, man. Now people are like shitting on realistic art. In a way, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of more tools to make it easier now, but stylized art. Well, there's a degree. But also, I think honestly, like every day, the human eye looks at realism. Yeah. Right. And so, when something's like slightly off, you notice it right away. It's more interesting for sure. You know. Um, so when you see something stylized with a consistent art style, like it's just and it's pleasing. You know what I mean? It's like, longer lasting too. Uh, yeah. It you lasts. Look at it five years. You look at it five years from now and it'd be like, oh yeah, that's, that's what looks dope. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's why that's also why I think Nintendo just kills it. You know what I mean? Nintendo's very smart, but you don't see me here shitting on Nintendo's style as art. You just definitely, fall, you, just you definitely cannot. I'll, I'll just end this call right now. Like, just fall, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Fall Guys is just one step above Minecraft, in my opinion. Wow. There's, there's nothing great about that. There's nothing inspiring about that art style. It's like it's just a greatly designed game. Uh, yeah. But art-wise, it's just mediocre. Anyways, uh, that concludes this month's roundtable. Uh, this is the best place to kind of get updated. Like you guys and I have mentioned every week, you guys... Uh, be prepared, man. Get ready. You're going to lose your job. If not to a younger version of you, uh, to these AI-driven tools that Ray and his friends are making every day to kind of make us irrelevant. That's uh, <laughs> that's the next five years, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, We still love y'all. We still love y'all. Yeah, until you don't need us anymore. <laughs> but, like, uh, man, I'm glad uh, you're almost there. I, 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 I don't know if well this G- this year's gdc is already a, a digital right so there's nothing going on this year it <laughs> already happened did it there you go didn't matter <laughs> so next year but uh hopefully before then right uh i get to see you up there and we'll hang out again for Have sure some covid Dude, free I'm, parties like i said end of end of month getting the vaccine you all know, right um I, i'm definitely getting out of here going on vacation june all right, July. All right. So, all right let's do this ready i'm right. done with this year um cool man well thanks a lot for dropping by and giving us your your wisdom uh so happy that you're still a programmer uh you had the foresight to to stick with that <laughs> now we gotta all be programmers someday but uh as always uh you can find ray on his twitter handle waterass E-A-R-A-S-S uh, <laughs> Yes, so tweet at him With all your opinions He would love to kind of talk to you And, and battle with you Or, you know, at any point Jump in our Discord channel uh, uh, It's available on GameDevOnChain.com But uh, see y'all Have a good one Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are liking the podcast, go to the Apple iTunes store and give Game Dev Unchained a five-star rating. This will help spread the joy and love and exposure for the podcast, and we thank you very much. If you want to continue the conversation, go to our Discord, which can be found on our website, www.gamedevunchained.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at BlueChamps, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail future, go to patreon.com forward slash blue champs this gives listeners a chance to kind of call in leave a message for both me and the guests to answer your deepest darkest questions and comment on your deepest darkest secrets thank you everybody